It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Jessie Price's favorite part of her job as Eating Well's editor-in-chief is tasting new recipes in the test kitchen. And that's where she started her career at Eating Well, testing recipes. And since then, she's gone on to work at at least on at least seven Eating Well cookbooks and is the author of the James Beard Award-winning The Simple Art of Eating Well. She's an avid home cook and is known around the Eating Well offices for her heaping servings of vegetables and salad, which is why it makes perfect sense that we're talking about her latest book, Eating Well Vegetables, The Essential Reference. And this is a big and beautiful book. And Jessie's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about veggies in general. Welcome, Jessie. Hi, Amy. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I've got to say that if the beets on the cover of this book do not make someone decide that they must cook a beet right this moment, I don't know what will. The colors are just gorgeous. It's beautiful. I totally agree with you. And I love that we have beets on the cover because they're one of those underdog vegetables. You know, it's, it would have been easy to put a beautiful tomato or something like that that's much more beloved. But, um, you know, beets, you know, they taste a little earthy, which is the nice way of saying it. So not everyone loves them, but I think we've done a great job of showing how um beautiful and inspiring they can be. Yeah, and they certainly have come a long way. I mean, I think that, you know, anytime I'm at a restaurant, if I see a beet salad, it's the first thing I order. So they have come a long way in appreciation, but I agree with you. They are sort of an underdog. And what are some of the other, you know, sort of sadly neglected vegetables (laughs) that people are not so open to? You know, uh, I think that's such a personal choice for people, but I think one of the universally sort of challenging ones, at least up here where we are, we're in Vermont, um, is okra. And I happen to love okra. I grew up eating it. My mom's from Texas. I was actually born in Texas. And I think it's amazing. But, you know, if, if you haven't grown up with it, I think people either aren't very familiar with it or maybe have small experience with with it and just simply think that they don't like it. Um, But, you know, it does have an interesting texture, let's just say, when it's cooked long. It has something in it called mucilage, which is um, a combination of the sugars and proteins, and it's released the longer it's cooked. So in a stew, like a gumbo, for instance, that's a good thing because it actually helps thicken the body of the soup or the stew. Um, and, and if you don't love that thickness, um, cooking it really fast with high heat helps you avoid bringing out that more sliminess that the texture can get. Well, you know, it's funny. I have to tell you that I have put okra in soup. I, of course, have ordered fried okra, which is so delicious. And that explains why it's not gooey inside because it's been cooked right. at such a high temperature. But, you know, um, I'm always happy to see it, but it is interesting that people are, they don't know what to do with it. And I'm looking at this recipe in your book, Indian style sauteed okra, Mm -hmm. and that looks absolutely amazing. 
Yeah, and that's that's a great example of one where it's just uh, you know cooked with high heat, cooked quickly, um, and that's that's what I typically do with okra is. Um, it, it's almost just like flash sautéing. Um, this one is on high heat, and it has garlic and um, hot chili peppers and ginger mm. and cumin and turmeric and coriander and cilantro, um, and then squeeze of lemon at the end. And it's just beautiful. Um, the the picture of this one, I really love. The, the pods are whole, so you can see the beautiful curves of them. Oh, and I'm, yeah, all of the photography is beautiful. I'm ooing and eyeing over the grilled okra, too. That's a great, interesting way to prepare it. Well, I, I'm going to stop you for a second. One of the nice things about this book is when you turn to a vegetable, and they're, of course, in alphabetic order, there is a big description about the background of it, what it might taste like, how to choose it, what season it's best in. And, and let's talk about seasonality. How important is that when you're cooking vegetables? I mean, it's it's critical, isn't it? I think it really is. I am a huge farmer's market shopper. I love going up there and just seeing week to week um, how it changes, what each farmer is bringing to market. And you really, um, I think, doing that, get a sense and a feel for what's in season in your part of the world. Um, And of course, you know, we're writing a book for, um, you know, an audience way outside of where we are. And, you know, what's in season here is not not necessarily the same as what's in season where you are. Mm-hmm. So um, really, you know, just sort of seeking out, you know, what's in season where you are, you're going to end up getting stuff that is fresher and therefore tastes more delicious. Um, you know, but all that said, uh, you know, I think there's a p- time and a place too for frozen vegetables. Um, you know, I, I, I love stocking my freezer up with vegetables so that if I am too busy, I don't have something fresh on hand, I can pull something out of the freezer. I could not agree more. Actually, I do like frozen vegetables, some more than others. You know, I'm, I've never been very happy with frozen broccoli, for example, but but some more than ever. But, you know, my little tip there is sometimes if I'm starving for a snack and if I take the time to open my freezer, I will do one of those whole steam fresh bags and put a little butter or olive oil, salt and pepper and eat that as a snack. And it's a fast snack and a snack you don't feel bad about. So think about frozen veggies for snacking, too. Well, I know one of the other um, under under-recognized vegetables is kohlrabi. And, and that is that is a challenge in and of itself. Talk a little bit about kohlrabi. Well, the first challenge is going to be finding it, you know, whether it's at your store or not, um, and recognizing it. So if you don't know this vegetable, it's like a little bit looking like Sputnik. So it's a, it's a round um, orb, and then it has crazy sort of stalks, and sometimes the leaves are attached to those stalks, so those are coming off the top and the edges of it. Um, but it, it, it's in the brassica family. So it's the same family as broccoli. And it has a little bit of like a broccoli stem kind of flavor to it. Um, it, it it's just a little bit sweeter than that. And basically, you take the orb, you cut the skin off of it, and then the inside of it, the flesh is all 100% edible. And, you know, you can just keep it really, really simple and, you know, cut it into matchsticks and throw it in a salad. Um, um, and it's got a 
nice crunch to it. Um, or you could steam it up just like you would, you know, any vegetable. Um, this this book has this amazing kohlrabi corn fritter recipe that mm. I really love to make. And I just think it's, you know, a surprising thing to think, okay, you shred this kohlrabi, you put it in with the corn, you make a little batter, and these things fry up. They're all golden because they have a little bit of a turmeric in there or a little bit of curry powder and um, they make just a beautiful appetizer to bring to people that you know would never know probably about putting kohlrabi into a fritter. Oh that is another gorgeous photo and I'm, I'm like salivating over here. Will you talk about taking the skin off the kohlrabi? Is that something best done with a vegetable peeler or a paring knife? Um, I would do it with a paring knife or a chef's knife. I mean, I do almost everything with a chef's knife and, um, you know, so it's round. So you cut the two ends, cut two ends off so that it will stand up and then you just cut along the curve of it. And the reason I think, um, doing that is a little easier than a peeler is that sometimes the outer layer is kind of a little bit thick and tough. Okay. Um, so you probably could do it with a peeler also. Okay. Well, you know, like fashion, like cars, like music, there are trends and what's hot in everything, including vegetables. And I have to tell you, I had a literal conversation with someone one time and I was like, cauliflower is the new kale. And I thought, what am I saying? But, you know, it's it's kind of true. There are these trends. And of course, kale, we've we've all seen it. And we I think most of us love it by now. But what's a hot trend in veggies these days? Um, well, you are absolutely right about the cauliflower one. That is for sure. Um, but the one that I think is just, you know, still ramping up and, and going super strong is spiralizing. And um, that is basically um, a spiralizer is a tool that um, you can put a vegetable on and then you usually they're with a crank and you crank it and it basically turns the vegetable into long, thin noodles. Um, so the first vegetable that sort of that took off with was zucchini and, um, you might've heard the term zoodles. Yeah. So those are basically zucchini noodles and a lot of people like them because they'll replace their pasta with the zoodle and it's much um, lower in calories than pasta. Um, and it has a lot of nutrients in it, but the cool thing is once you start playing with a spiralizer, you you realize it does so many different vegetables besides just zucchini. Well, Jesse, I I am so inspired. I was just thinking, you know what? It would be pretty fun to like cook your way through this A to Z and and, and really, you know, expose yourself to more and more, not only uh, techniques, but veggies to add to your diet. Again, the book is Eating Well Vegetables, The Essential Reference. It's beautiful. And Jesse has shared a recipe and some tips that I'll put on amy-tobin.com. But of course, you can always find more in the magazine, Eating Well, or at eatingwell.com. And if you want to grab the book there, do forward slash shop. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks a lot, Amy. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman, yeah. Q102.